The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, well, I'm darn sure not Everson. So we got definitely not Bill. We got we got one old white sportscaster (laughs) and one fat guy and one black former player. So I think everybody's got their roles. He got he got one out of the three right. And by the way, that's what I was trying to tell you. Everybody's got their roles. I can play my role. Okay. And your guy's role is to pay attention to me. Okay. 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 Because we don't have Bill Jones here today. We don't have Everson Walls here today. So we had to go to the bullpen. But in our bullpen, our depth is so good. Yes. We have starters in there coming out (laughs) of the bullpen. Right. Nate Newton right across from me. Brad Sham, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys, joining us. Special guest, right? Special guest, baby. And how about this? Between the three of us, we've been together for 34 years. Wow. You showed up in 86. Yes, sir. Right? Brad was already here. How many years? uh, By that time, 10. 10 years. Yes. And I got here in 84. Yeah. So when you showed up, the three of us, we've been kind of doing something with these Dallas Cowboys ever since. Thank you. And I appreciate it. I've been blessed. And we've been blessed to yeah. get to know who used to be the kitchen, right? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we are going to do a little cowboy talk here uh, on this Thursday. Um, need to point out that uh, the Cowboys finally got in a full practice on Wednesday. It's been a while since they've been able to practice. And they hit the pause button today for Marcus Paul's memorial service. Uh, it was held at the North Colony Church of Christ, uh, which is in Colony, Texas, just down the road from here. And the Cowboys decided that if they got a little football stuff in in the morning, because I'm sure everybody had to show up to get tested, uh, as they do on a daily basis, uh, they did a little bit of football, and then they paused and allowed the players to virtually watch the memorial service, which I think was a really good idea. I don't know about you guys, but when I heard Mike McCarthy talk the other day about this pause that they've had has given them time to reflect after Marcus's death uh, the day before Thanksgiving, I think that helped out. I think it helped out, especially if you saw the interviews with the guys on Wednesday, uh, you can tell it, the emotions were still pretty raw with uh, Leighton Vanderish, uh, the things that he had to say. Uh, so I think uh, that uh, certainly uh, helped out. Uh, it was a uh, ended up being a 90-minute uh, memorial service, and it was pretty it, pretty well done, uh, pretty emotional. Uh, but uh, I think it was something that these players needed to see. I don't know about you guys, what your thoughts are on it, but uh, I think it will help out in the grieving process. Well, I don't think 
there's and if you just want to know what the impact of of this event was, Mike McCarthy, I believe now, and, and forgive me because you're talking about Wednesday and Thursday, and I have no idea what the hell day right. it is. Right. Yes. I don't know what day it is in real life, and I don't know what day it is in football week, because I can go from if you tell me I got Thursday game, Thursday game, then Friday's Monday, and I'm good to go. But I have right now, I got no idea what day it is, but I believe it was Monday of this week. Real, real Monday when McCarthy uh, spoke. Right now, when he said at like midday, eleven o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, that he had not yet watched the tape of the game before. Maybe it was last Friday. Maybe it was the day after the game. Yeah, he had not. Yeah, and he had not watched the tape because he'd been on the phone all morning talking to people from around the league who worked with and knew Marcus. Now, when's the last time you heard a head coach at, like, noon the day after a day game say that he hadn't watched the tape? Yeah. I mean, that's never. I have never experienced that. And you can tell he, he, he's not over it. And, um, and I'm sure a lot of those guys are not over it. So I agree with you. I think they needed, I think they needed the time. Now, you, were, you, know, <clears throat> you would know better, Nate, being in the locker room. Uh, if you, you can just imagine somebody dying right in front of your eyes, what kind of an impact that would have on you? Somebody like that who you're around so much. You know, uh, you know, he gruff guy, but Coach Warsick was close to us like this guy, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and me, I just, I just say prayers to the family and, and, and I hope that these prayers can get through it in the coaches. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's a sad thing when you lose somebody you love, friend, family, or whatever. So I, you know, I, when I hear things like that, man, uh, you know, it ain't like. And I don't want to say that no one's important, but when you have a guy that has to touch every player, and some coaches with their workout schedules, and he leads these guys out on the field for stretch and brings them up, and when every injury, he's a part of it. So, you know. I, that's the impact that I can't even express, and so I, I just say sorry to the family, and to the, to their his family, personal family, and to the cowboy family. And you guys, because every time I saw him, he was smiling, smiling, and he spoke to me, uh, soft spoken, and, and he was yeah. on the run. Yes, he was always moving, right? Yeah, yeah. but and, he always had a smile, and he yes. always had a yeah. nice word. And you know, since 2011, mm-hmm. with the collective bargaining agreement, strength coaches have their hands literally and figuratively on the players months before their position coaches, their right. quote-unquote right. football coaches. They're like the head coach at that time, right? right? And they have them all year round. If you're hurt, you're not maybe in a meeting with your position coach and your coordinator, but you're darn sure with the trainers and the conditioning staff. They, they just touch everybody. Think how much time Leighton Vander has spent with him after having the surgery he had last year and then having the rehab you know, in the building. And because of the COVID-19, the guys that were rehabbing were the only ones allowed to be in there in the strength and conditioning. So him, he and Marcus Paul and Britt Brit Brown, you know, they're, they're tight. Uh, and then he breaks his collarbone. And there he's back in there working with those guys again. You know, Mick, there's a thing about um, that you're talking about why they needed the time. And it occurs to me, we see these guys, you and I, we see these guys, and I put Nate in the category of these guys. These are 
They, they all know they can be injured when they play. They're right. aware of that. They've all been injured in some degree at some point. But this is not an injury. Yeah. And all of a sudden, these players, especially the players, coaches usually a little older and they figured out they're, they're not quite so immortal. But players, ha- football players, have to, in my opinion, have some sense of of invincibility about them to go out and play this game. You can't worry about getting hurt, and that's the that's the ultimate thing. And you know, we, we always joke about, uh, and Nate probably lived a little bit of this, about guys uh, in any sport who are active players think of themselves as young men as being bulletproof and invisible, right? That's right. And now this is not an injury. This is a slap in the face bucket of cold water right in front of your eyes, you're mortal. Yeah. And you know what? It made me think back. So what I did, and I I mentioned it, I think, on our show a day or so ago or whenever. Like I said, I don't know what day it is. Uh, I counted up. There's 53 guys on the roster. There's 16 practice squad guys and whoever else is on injured reserve. So we're talking 70-some guys, right? And I counted up 49 guys on this team are no more than – 25 years old. Think back to when you were 25. Must I? Must I? And, and, and think about, you know, you, you're, you're not around death to young people or people, you know, maybe your grandparents, something like that. But to, to these guys, this guy was like a father to him in there. And at that young age, you got to deal with death. And I was thinking back to myself, and I only could think of one person my cousin's husband. My cousin's 10 years older than me. It was her husband passed away. And I remember being just, I was mad. I was like, why? And how, and how old was he? He was, he, I don't even think he had hit maybe 40 at the most. He was, he was a former Marine, you know, and it was like, God, what, what's going on? And I remember being mad. So yeah, I think it was good. I don't know how close you guys got to Marcus. Um, you know, I'd see him, I'd say hi, right? Because the weight room is, that's their domain, right? You don't go in there. You just don't go in there. Um, and I think the longest conversation I had with him uh, one day, so it had been two years ago, uh, I was showing somebody around and we were looking through the glass wall to the weight room. And the guy was pretty impressed with everything. All of a sudden, Marcus comes out. And I wouldn't even know he knew who I was. And he's going, hey, Mickey, Mickey. I go, what? He goes, Mike Wojcik wants you to come in. And I said, he does what? Just like that, right? <laughs> we know Wojcik, right? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and he says, yeah, yeah, come in. So we kind of chatted as I walked in. And Mike was like, hey, bring the guy in here. Show him around. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, okay. No, no, which, by the way, that was the real Mike Wojcik. Right. That right, is the real right. Mike Wojcik. But the Mike Wojcik, his exterior was, don't tread on my treadmill in yeah. here. I think right? Nate You're said the word gruff before. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so what Marcus Paul was, was the real Mike Wojcik without the gruff. Right. He right. could be businesslike because he had to be. Right. But he wasn't great. He was just. He was a sweet man. And, and think about the, the fine line those guys have to draw 
between being that nice to these guys, befriending the players, but also saying, oh, no, wait a minute now, you're not getting away with murder in here just because I'm friendly with you. And I saw somebody comment about that. But really, that was the longest conversation I might have had with him. And I was sitting there reading all the tributes, all the tweets, and I'm going, you know what? I missed out. I missed out on getting to know a really neat guy because I just just wasn't around him that much, and I don't know how much interaction you guys. I mean, I you know, had. my I, after after time after all this time, I I really try to foster some. That's this by the way, the hardest thing for me about this year. I really try to foster some kind of a personal relationship with as many people as I can because you're going to learn something, and uh, and sometimes you run into Marcus Paul. Who uh, there's never an interview that you want from him, right? There's never a quote. It's just you're going to be better off for knowing him. And so I I, I know him a little bit, and um, we had several conversations. And uh, he it's you can really understand why you were completely right. They they needed the time. D- did you get to know him at all? Like I say, I, I just met him a couple of times, but. The greatness did of you a, play against? Did you not play against him? You must have. You probably, probably did, played. right? But let me say this, fellas. I, I have nothing more to add or to, uh, to, uh, to take away because the greatness of a man is how many people that that will miss him, and it's just not no one that's not gonna miss him. So that shows you what type of guy he was. Now there's some guys that done went away, and I'm like, wow, okay, and you go to bed. But this guy here, you pray for his family. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it was certainly tough on him, his kids, his wife. Yes. Uh, but anyway, it was a. Uh, could was... you could you give us a list of some of those guys who that they go away? <laughs> some guys that go away, you just go to bed. Some guys you pray for. Uh, but it was a it was a really neat uh, memorial service. People talked, you know. And before this happened, I I didn't put two and two together that. Uh, Marcus and DJ were teammates at Syracuse. Not only were they teammates, have you? Yes, have you seen the pictures? Have you seen yes. Daryl Johnston's quotes about Daryl wore thirty-two and Marcus wore ten? And Daryl tweeted the day after Marcus passed. He said, "Every every time they're in the yes. same class, 1989. Yeah, wow. uh, right." And, and Daryl said, "Every time he walks past a clock, and it's ten thirty-two." That's he said. That's me and Marcus. He's ten. I'm thirty-two, and that's how kind. That's the kind of an impact he had on Daryl as a teammate. You said co-captains. Yeah, and that's going back. Yeah, so eighty-four, almost forty years. Eighty-four was their freshman year at at Syracuse. They got together, uh, and I, I don't think I'm giving away anything. But one of his uh, his uh, Marcus's roommate for those years at Syracuse was at the memorial service. Oh, that's good. And spoke. And they, they've been tight. And like DJ, if you've heard DJ talk about it, uh, he basically pointed out that, you know, you, you get busy, right? And you, hey, we were close and we knew each other. And he said, but not until he got here that they kind of reconnect on a personal basis because DJ was part of the expendables, right? The guys that would come in and work out, the old guys, Tony Tolbert and did, they didn't drag you in there. They tried. Right? They tried. Yeah. But you know what? It's it. <laughs> who, did you, you impre- who, who did you turn down? Tolbert, Daryl, who did you say horse. no to? Who yeah, you yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, and once again, it's certain people that I look at. If Coach Jimmy Johnson say nice things about you, 
you special. Well, that's a pretty short list. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> so what I hear, like Coach Johnson, like, wow, you know, Marcus touched a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he certainly did, and 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 I guess I didn't realize or take the time to read it about his career uh, at Syracuse, getting drafted in the fourth round by the Bears. So you would have played against him in that playoff game, yeah. that '91 season. Sure, and uh, you, that's why it was so uh, ironic that Washington was the team that the Cowboys played when that happened, because Ron Rivera was teammates with Marcus Paul yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, his antenna be. When he got back into coaching, strength and conditioning, um, with Wojcik in New Orleans, and then going to New England, then going to the Jets, and then the Giants. And I didn't realize he was with the Giants for 11 seasons. Mm-hmm. Won two more Super Bowls. He's got five Super Bowl rings. Wow. It's amazing. But uh, that maybe that's the test of, a, of man, you know, not what you accomplished, but the trail that you kind of left behind uh, and the people you touched. All right. We're off to a great start here on Mix Shots, and we shall return in a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To mixed shots. You can now support your beloved Cowboys from anywhere. Open up at AT&T's Fan Zone feature inside the Cowboys app and record your personal cheer and referee signals. I'm not sure what signals you want me to give, but I can give a few. You will receive a personalized mosaic and may show up on the AT&T Live FX video board during the game. Not sure. Not sure. AT and T wants you using some of the signals, some of the signals that you I have in use, mind. Yes, yeah, yes. For that, but yeah, they, uh, they wouldn't make it to the mosaic. Yeah, probably. That's yeah. always an option. Yes. 
So we return here on Mick Shots, Mickey Spagnola, Nate Newton, and Brad Sham joining us. Uh, get him in on in this routine on the podcast. Nate and I have done several shows together. Actually, Brad and I have done several things together. So this is kind of like a, a old home week, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Wow. So the Cowboys um, will get back to practice uh, tomorrow. I believe that's Friday. Uh, Wednesday, they did have uh, somewhat of a practice. Uh, they treated it as the first practice back from a bye week, so he went kind of easy on them. And then they did something where teams don't normally get to do. They watched the next opponent on TV, uh, had the opportunity to do that after their meetings as by positions. Did you ever do that with your teammates, watch the next opponent live on television? A possible opponent. We had a shot, I think, uh, when Jimmy first got here to get in the playoffs, so we all met at the Cowboy Cafe. 1990? That was the last last game of the 90 season, as a matter of fact. We didn't make it, of course. You needed New Orleans to lose. No, it was was Green Bay. Yeah. You needed somebody to lose. The reason that I remember is I did the game in Green Bay for CBS Radio, and they had to lose, and then the Cowboys were in Atlanta in a rainstorm. And that was Babe Laufenberg's last. No, he was talking about the next game. Yeah, the it next was game the we Monday need, night game. Yeah, we needed them somebody to win. They needed. The, oh, the week before needed, the yeah. last week. They needed. They needed the uh, Saints yeah, to lose to yeah. the Rams, and it was Monday night, and it went down to the last second of the game, and I believe. Uh, New Orleans kicked the winning field goal uh, as time expired. and But they were all there watching the game. But if you were at Cowboys Cafe and it was 1990, were any of you paying attention to the game by we then? Were. We, oh, were, oh, we were. Oh, they were oh, cheering. We, 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 we were into that game. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, once we saw that we wasn't in it, then Season several hours over, later, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wobbled out of there. I don't know how did we they made run, it Did home. they run out of beer or crown or whatever else? <laughs> yes, sir. They all of the above. <laughs> Seven and nine was going to make the playoffs. Yes. So don't wow. be making fun of seven and nine this year, right? Yeah. You would have thought that was the greatest thing in the world. As a player, you you, you never give up. As a player, you never give up. You you, you just you never know what happens. You just never give up. And that's kind of the situation the Cowboys are in now at three and eight, uh, five games to go, and they will return to practice on Friday. So today is Tuesday. Yes. 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 And then you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday you travel, but they normally practice on Saturday, which is Monday is Saturday, yeah. right? So practice and travel. So yeah. now I think I'm now I can, and the only problem now now I now I know that that Thursday is Tuesday, <laughs> but the problem is the Baltimore team that we saw yesterday yes. was still missing twelve. 12 or 15 COVID patients. Right. right. And they can, they can get eight of them back. Yes, they can. Will they get the quarterback back? I mean, he's one of them who can come back. Okay. The the tight end, Andrews from Oklahoma, he won't be back. And the wide receiver uh, who used to be with New Orleans, uh, he won't be back. Sneed. And Sneed. And there's one other player uh, who won't be back, a linebacker. The rest of them can come back. So... Um, I'm not entirely sure how much good they got out of watching that game uh, in terms of preparing for what Baltimore can do or will do. Their center yesterday was a a, a rookie who has been on – he's been inactive all year, 
and it was his first NFL snaps because their first two centers are on the COVID list, and one of those guys is their backup guard and tackle also. So, I mean, all of that stuff's different. So, um, Join the Cowboys boat. Yeah, but... Same thing, except injuries mm-hmm. instead of COVID. Yeah. On their offensive line, right? On their offensive line. So right. will these guys... See, here's the key thing, though. Do they get back, allowed back into the building to be able to practice for the game? Because I start counting days yeah, with I don't Lamar know. I don't Jackson, know and I thought it was getting pretty close to, yeah, he's eligible to play, but can he practice? You know, and and that's a lot of work to you guys. I, I, I commend y'all because I'm not doing that type of work to find out. So that's too much work, man. So you, <laughs> you, you either can play or you can't play. All I want to know is who lining up on that day. And this is what this COVID world has brought us is today I can't play. Two days from now, I haven't practiced in two weeks, but today I can play, and I'm playing. Now, if you're an offensive lineman and you're preparing for them, you may not have seen That's right. yesterday who you're going to see. But I will say this. When, when training camps were starting and we were all trying to guess what was going to happen, um, it seemed to me that every team at some point – would just deal with not having a guy available for a couple of weeks for COVID. And that hasn't happened. Obviously, Baltimore is an extreme case. Denver Denver ran into a little problem the other day. And now as we get later in the year and the weather is worse and the outbreaks going, there's more and more guys. But every team has not had players unavailable because of the virus. Right. And so I think in that respect, the league maybe has exceeded some some expectations. They, they, I was one of the guys that from day one have always believed that put on your mask. If you, you know, it's a little bit scarier than that, put on your gloves and let's face this thing. Because now – by what's happening here, the sports world, the real world, people are starting to move forward and, and figure this thing out. And as this thing go forward, it will get a little bit worse because of the weather change, but we would deal with it without panic. And as we see now, it, the world does not fall apart because the Ravens, Lamar Jackson ain't in there. The world continues to move on. Right. So now we can just relax. If he's there – like I said, if he's there, he's there. You just have to deal with it. Right. And so uh, will and if, he be that same guy? He won't. I, I, I'm telling you. We don't know the effects. That's that's the only thing that scares me. We don't know the effect of how to, each person. Each person is going to affect differently. So will he have a little breathing issue, you know, trying to get his legs under him? Will he be, you know, it, we saw it physically affect Cam Newton. Well, another, but another thing we don't know is when a guy is missing time because he's tested positive. Right. That or if he's missing time, that, I mean, that doesn't mean he is symptomatic. It could be someone Thank close you. to him. Thank you. So the guy may be affected. He may not be affected. And um, actually, if RG three is the quarterback, then he's just going to run through the Cowboys' defense. It doesn't really <laughs> matter which one of them is. Don't have to that. throw the ball. The, right. The, the, the thing that's that's amazing here is. We we finally have some semblance of order. I'm talking about on defense because I, I, I'm just a firm believer 
that we're going to get a few of our guys back next year on offense. You know, I'm not saying all of them will be in place, but we will have enough guys on our offense next year to be effective, to be more than effective. Now the problem is, will these guys, the young guys, have enough knowledge and understanding on what the NFL game is about? Because I, I just believe, and I know we probably need to be talking about the Ravens, but I believe that – the NFL. It's only and all, Tuesday. We don't yeah. have to talk about the Ravens. <laughs> and <yet>. all major <laughs> sports will find a way to practice. It, what has been missing in all the major sports is practice, except the NBA because they can they can bubble with they got twelve players, fifteen players. They can bubble most more important, you know, easier than we can. You know, and that's an interesting question because I I um, I raised the question to somebody the other day. Why not have every team bubble? Right now, the league can't do it. There's too many of them. Like you're right. saying, why couldn't the Cowboys have already done that with their coaches? But the they, coaches are in a bubble. Yeah. Why could you not have every? T- We're not talking about four months now. We're talking about one month. Bubble the rest of the season. Yes. Bubble every team. New England, find a place in Rhode Island or wherever you want to go and bubble up. Dallas, you've got that. The Omni is right there, and that's where your coaches are, and that's where your players put themselves in training camp for a month to finish out the season. Bubble up. And I don't know if you guys saw the interview yesterday at halftime with, with the commissioner. Uh, commissioner, yeah. uh, And they basically asked him, have you considered a playoff bubble? And he said, no, we think our protocols, if everybody follows the rules, but – I, I do think we can do more to create isolation. Yeah. To me, he was saying the teams that make the playoffs get in a bubble. Do what the Cowboys are doing right well, now with their coaches. Because yeah, now I, you're only looking at so many teams. You're not looking at 32 teams times 70. That, that's right. But I would respectfully say to the uh, commissioner um, – be be a responsible federal government and don't <laughs> leave it to the states. Right, right. You, you, in the playoffs, you just tell everyone that they've That's got That's what you need to do. Just do it. And I think he was hinting towards that, that the play, if you get in the playoffs, Look at Nate. you don't have to bring— Nate's, Nate's, how many Nate's teams, gotta, Nate. Nate, how many teams— What's the matter, are, Nate? How many are in the playoffs? How many teams? I, I think 16 right 16. now. 16. Nate, so bringing 16 football players to one spot like the NBA did is probably unrealistic. 16 but teams, you teams, mean? Yes. Yeah, you said players, yeah. Teams. Yeah, 16 football teams. Maybe. But to tell each team to isolate what, what, on your what's, own. What's up, Nate? See, see, th- this is where I have an issue with a power. There's three powers that I know. It's the NBA, it's the NFL, it's Major League Baseball. You pay a dude over $25 million a year, and he does not have the power to say, Brad, Mick. I'm sorry. Bubble up. Are you talking about the commissioner? Yes. Bubble up. $50 million. Uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> 50 Let me not drool on myself. $50 million. And I don't have the power to say, Bubble up. It's going to happen in the playoffs per team. Come on, per See, team. That's the only thing that that's the only thing that bothers me, and that's why I fought so hard. And I love the commissioner of the NBA. He said, "You know what? I have a responsibility to the players, and I have a responsibility to my sponsors, and they are one in the same. Bubble up." Don't you think if your team 
if you were the Kansas City Chiefs, that you would just say, hey, we're hotels right there next to the ballpark. We're staying there. Hundred percent. Just just four weeks. See, right? That's what I'm saying. We, we're 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 all on the same page. It, it, we're not talking about what six weeks ago. Right. We're talking about the last now. four weeks of the season, the most serious time of this of this COVID. You won't tell me that Demarcus Lawrence and those guys won't love you to death because they hate fellas. Let's make a run at this thing in the last four weeks. Tell your wives that, hey, this is a bad time of the year. See you in a Let's month. See you in a month. What, right. what if you're the owner of Pittsburgh? you got an undefeated team. You know, you're going to try to tie history here. Bubble up. The, the Lions and the Jets can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. well, see, the, 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 the thing. And Denver, right? The, the thing that is. is and. and it's thank, thank God, man. And I shouldn't say thank God because it may upset somebody, but thank God that I got two sensible men with here on the <laughs> show today because I just, I, I've never understood. My wife be like, baby, you don't understand. I said, but baby, he makes over $25 million a <laughs> 50, year. 50. <laughs> you ain't going to let me get out. 50. And, and he can't tell his owners for the last part of this season. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing, fellas. All right, don't go anywhere because this is a sensible mix shot show here <laughs> on a Thursday wow. from our SWBC Mortgage Studio. We'll return in a moment. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda air. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. To mixed shots. The Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship returns to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, December 19th, when the top two football teams in the Big 12 Conference face off. Tickets are on sale now at SeatGeek.com. Get yours before they sell out. 
You think the boxing match will sell out on Saturday? Who's going at it? Who's going at it? Earl Errol Spence Jr., Danny, well, Danny Garcia. When you say sold out, how many tickets are they making available? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's not 80,000. Yeah, no, absolutely not for boxing. I think this might be a pay-per-view for me. I went the last couple times he fought, one here at the Ford Center and one at AT&T Stadium. I think right – this is just me. Right now, I, I I don't think it's a good idea to go to a restaurant. Yeah. Let alone a, a big sporting event. Two, three more months. We're, it, it's been a hellscape of an eight or nine months. And, it's, and here we are. And we all made it to this point, except the ones who didn't. Except the ones – and you said something before, Nate, that I wish more people would pay attention to. Because the presentation that we get is about you, you live or you die. It's 99 percent survival. Right. Yes, that's correct. Now, do we not all know people who have had it? didn't die and have residual physical effects and they don't yet know how much longer those effects will last. Thank you. It's this is not to be messed with. No. So I, I'm really not doing much more than this, you know. <laughs> right. You know, see my son and the, I mean that's about it for you know, I we've come this far, we can do it three more months. I remarked to somebody the other day, I said, you know, I I don't think it's a good thing I like where I live because <laughs> I don't think I've eaten a meal anywhere else but home, lunch here, and at the stadium when I went to a, foot, a Cowboys game in the press box. That's it. I, I haven't eaten anywhere since the end of March. Well, you know, one thing I, I found out, man, and I'm truly happy now, is I know that I love my wife. There you go. Uh, Otherwise, I see her every day. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell day. you something more important? Wow, you know that she loves you. Yes. Because after yes. all this time, if she didn't yes. really love you, thank you. You'd be out. You'd thank be in you. the street, brother, if you were thank that lucky. You. I'm telling you. And so, for all you guys and gals that found out you didn't like each other, <laughs> go back to work. <laughs> go back to the office. <laughs> so, Nate, uh, you said something about uh, the game yesterday, Baltimore Pittsburgh. Uh, and somebody asked me today, what did you learn? And I said, well, here's what I learned. No matter how badly you might struggle on offense, that doesn't mean you have to struggle on defense. Defense can keep you in a game. Yes, it can. And unfortunately, what we've seen here is the defense has rarely given the Cowboys a chance to stay in games. Uh I understand, you know, all the debate on fake punt, no fake punt, smart, dumb, desperate. But that didn't mean the next play you got to give up a 23-yard touchdown run. And so <laughs> the defense can help this team out when they're struggling on an offensive line and they're not scoring a heck of a lot of points. This is a, a – we 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 probably gonna say it a thousand more times. You and me and everybody and you make we gonna say it a thousand more times. It's a strange year. Uh, the way this game was played was we were trying to match up with this team. When they went two tight ends, we bringing our big people. When they went uh, three wides, we bringing our and, and it got so weird for our coaches. So they went dime. They said forget it. We gonna we gonna stay with our hybrid package, and they went with it. And we have nobody that could tackle these guys. So, you know what, Mick? I ain't giving up on this year by no means, but 
let's play this year out defensively and offensively. Let these young guys have opportunity and the veterans that you know are going to keep. Let them play. Just let, let them play. Show them where to line up at. Ask everybody to do the best job they can. Let this year play out. Let's figure out a way to have a real training camp, a real offseason, and, and let's see where we fit now because this year here is it's critical. It's critical for our head coach, our, our defensive and offensive coordinators. Everybody can learn something about themselves and the players in front of them. And more importantly, just promise me we're not going to get guys on this team that, that don't care. I see a lot. that It ain't the defense. It ain't the coaches. It's the guys. You got to get a few more guys that care. You know, you touched on two things. One is I texted Babe yesterday or the day before, and I said, you know, feel free to slap me for even saying this. <laughs> What's the Cowboys' record right now? Three and eight. All three other teams, I, I will make this bold prediction. The other three teams in the division, before the Cowboys take the field in Baltimore, will also have their eighth loss. So you just can't say that no matter how bad what we've been looking at has been, right. you can't say you don't have a chance because you're going to take the field probably even in losses with everybody else. So, so you got to win some games. Now the next thing that you were talking about is um, – Think back to training camp. You know, you're talking about they're going to dime and they're doing this. This team's base defense is nickel. Yes, it is. They have never – I don't – I didn't miss a practice. to me. I did not miss a practice like you, like you, in training camp. (laughs) But I saw those same practices. But there were never a practice with three linebackers on the field. Thank you. Now – if the linebacker, the two, if the linebackers you have don't play like all stars, now you get what some of what we have been looking at, and I mean, shoot me when you're not running the ball that well and Sean Lee's healthy. Can I have those three linebackers on the field? I'm not a coach. I don't know very much, but I know what I'm looking at is not very good. And so, can we do something else now? What you said about guys who care, so right. And one of the reasons I think they started playing better is addition by subtraction with yes. some of the personnel moves exactly. they made. Right. And you that you not you you took away some guys and you empowered people like Armstrong and Neville Gallimore and those and those yeah. guys. Now you have some more injuries. You lost Diggs. He's your best corner. Anthony Brown's probably your second best corner. He's probably not going to be able to play uh, again this week. Well, okay, that's personnel. You just you have to do the best you can, but. And they've tried. They've tried this. Uh, two was it two games ago? They played five defensive. Well, it was a road game. I know that they played five defensive linemen the whole game, and and really Armstrong was more of a stand-up linebacker. Yes. He was like the strong side guy. <clears throat> yeah, except he was up on the line of scrimmage most of the time. So I mean, we all love offense. We all love the emphasis the organization has put on acquiring offensive players, making a premium of it for so many years. And I think what Nate said before is really important. The offense next year, as far as I know, they're going to get both tackles back. Yes. They're going to be, if you re-sign Looney, you're going to have Biotish and Looney. You're going to be stronger up front than you've been. You now know that Jarwin and Schultz can be 
two effective tight ends. Oh, by the way, you're going to have your quarterback back. Uh, I think your offense is fine. I should have invited you guys on the show. Everybody got tired of me saying that about two linebackers, one linebacker. Can I have a real linebacker be that third guy instead of a defensive end standing up masquerading or, as a linebacker or, or, or a four, and or, trying to, or your fourth safety? Yeah, yeah. See, and, and I don't understand. See, we see that. We just you just you can still play defense in this league and if you don't put some emphasis on it, what we have been watching for the last two or three months is what you're going to get. And which by the way, uh, Trayvon Diggs was out there doing some uh, rehab on the field yesterday. So maybe he's not that far away. It might not have been a weight-bearing bone he uh, fractured in his foot. Uh, I would think it's going to be a short week after this game, right? Maybe the final three games he could very well be back. Anthony Brown, you mentioned, uh, was on the side. Yeah, doing he's rehab he's still stuff. fighting that rib. And he didn't he didn't he was yeah. not close to practicing. Yeah, but he was at least doing running and rehab. So yeah, I just now I, you're down to the same problem on, in the second. I, I just think game. this coaching staff needs to really put emphasis on th- next week these two games one at a time, but. Don't throw them away because you're saying, well, I've got two more division games coming. you got to win every game because you're going to – I'm telling you, you're going to wake up Tuesday morning and find the other teams in your division with the same number of losses so, as you. So Brad is not betting on the Giants winning at Seattle. With, with, without Daniel Jones? Right. Uh, he's not betting on Washington winning at Pittsburgh. I am not. And he's not betting on Philadelphia winning at Green Bay. I am not. <laughs> if they win one, they're <laughs> it's amazing. And, and you know what? For those teams, it gets worse because then the Giants have Arizona. Uh, Washington is at San Francisco. And Philly gets to play host to New Orleans. So how about this? How much time do we have? Uh, we could stretch another minute or so. Uh, which of the – if you're objective and you're not – we're not doing a Dallas Cowboys show – which of the four NFC East teams right now do you think is best positioned to win the division? I think the Washington Redskins. <clears throat> uh, that was going to be my guess because of their defense. I think their defense. That, that, but you think think about see, it though. The three of I the four because teams. Of their quarterback is more stable. That's why I think, I think it's Alex Washington. Smith. I think it's Washington because yeah. because they've got an outstanding defense, but they've got the best quarterback, quarterback situation yeah. right now. And and I'm not knocking Andy Dalton. I think that what he's dealing with in the offensive line is somewhat problematic. And those guys, they can play better. Maybe they can play better. And the and the game plan has to accommodate. You know, get the ball. One thing you can get from watching Pittsburgh and Baltimore is if you can get the ball out fast, then you know you don't necessarily have to deal so much with the pass rush. But I would say Washington right now yeah. is best positioned because I think Alex Smith. And the way their offensive line is playing, they don't have the Cowboys receivers. You name name the next. Well, you will because you did play by play. The next receiver after Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Some guy named Sims, I think. Two, they have two guys named Sims. Two guys. Okay. And you can't tell them apart. Take 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 my choice. Yeah. So four and eight would be looking pretty good. Just telling you Tuesday night. You, you just they have to really concentrate on every game, and they have to they have to figure out a way to make Baltimore. A winnable game because they could be they could be four and eight and 
right there. The reason you can beat Baltimore, and I know it's simply said, put eight in the box and don't be scared. Don't, skip, don't be scared of the pass that ain't there. Let them beat you throwing the ball. Their pass is a camouflage at this time. Just stop their running game, and let's see what they throw. And I I promise you, they can't throw good enough to win. What's my number here? 32nd in run defense, 156 yards a game. Dallas? Yes. I'll put eight in the box, man. Put eight up there. Give me three linebackers. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man, running, you would not run the ball. This team, they can't – I don't care if it's RG3. I don't care if it's Lamar. He's not progressed since he started from day one to now. I don't see the progression that's needed to be a next-level quarterback. Now, what you do, but you, have to, but you have to deal with the Baltimore defense. Yeah. Oh, now you didn't say that. Well, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. Maybe they, they could score more than one one touchdown. Oh, right? you got to score at least three touchdowns against them. All right. Yeah. You don't get this kind of information every day just anywhere. I appreciate Thank everybody goodness. joining for Mick Shot. Thank you, you for filling Thank in. Thank you, Nate, brother. Brad, thanks for Thank stopping absolutely. by. Absolutely. Yeah. This was a heck of a lot of fun. Mick Shot will return on what day is it? Monday. Monday we <laughs> yeah. return on Mixshot. See real, you guys. Real Monday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-